Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from our youth to see how it stands up. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And we are still watching the Animorph series from the Nickelodeons from the 90s. Who would have thunk it? Probably everyone listening, because we're not done with this season yeah. yet. What if we just quit? Like, <laughs> you know what? what? Are we, this is fine. Let's we're start like a new eight thing. episodes from the end, and yeah. we just quit? Fuck it. Uh, just for um, full disclosure, there is a... A, a carnival directly outside the door. Yeah, I can't so, see the fer- Ferris wheel from the current position I'm at, but if I lean forward just a little bit, I can even, see it. I mean, like, inches you're away from seeing it. I said lean forward. I know, I'm just saying, it's so it's right there. Yeah, I can see the carny trailers. Yeah. No offense to any carnies, but I don't know the politically correct term to call you. Uh, vagabonds. They're vagabonds, Sky. Is that better? I don't know. I mean, okay. maybe. <laughs> Transients? They are transients. They they roll into town and build a rickety ride and <laughs> take it down eight days later or whatever. As quickly as they came, they disappear. Almost as though <laughs> and it was as nothing if it never happened. happened. But yeah, so if there's any carnival <laughs> noise that you hear um, that's uh, different than the usual loud dog noises you usually hear. Yeah, there's a helicopter flying about. So Yeah, there's a helicopter, there are children... There's a car show happening, so, you know, maybe it's rev your engine time soon. I don't know. Won't that be grand? There were fireworks last night. Scared me. Ain't nothing makes sense. Spilled to be on the dog. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, that's the thing. You, uh, just want to get into it? Yeah, remember Animorphs? Let's remember it again. I think if we're watching it or while harder. doing this, we're not really remembering. I don't It's more really of a dictation. Know. So we open up, and there's just a, a doomsday prepper laying out their supplies. He yeah. turns out to be the science teacher. Mr. Mr. Perkins. Perkins. Um, he's talking about surviving without modern comforts. Because and, camping is too fancy. Yeah. He says the, that the word camping is too is fancy, which is, I don't think that's the case, but sure, fuck it, whatever, it's fine. Right? There's no internet while you're camping, and it's not fancy. <laughs> Well, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of internets going around at this pr- time. Oh, yeah. Their life was terrible. Yes. The um, people in this show have never heard a podcast, guy. That's true. Um, but Marco does say something about a, a cell phone, because Perkins is like, How, what are you going to do for food? And Marco says, I'll use my cell phone and call a pizza. In which uh, <laughs> Jake and Marco then have a conversation about what's the best pizza, where they uh, very adorably land on hand-tossed uh, Thin crust and blah, blah, blah. But they both like hand-tossed pizzas, evidently. I mean, they're not wrong. It is. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. Plus, it's fun to do. Have but, you ever uh, hand-tossed a pizza? Uh, I think I helped my dad make one once. Good for you. Yeah. I don't think I ever have. Yeah. I don't remember you being good at it. You've lived a richer and fuller life than I. But I was very young at the time. I th- he asked me what I wanted for food for my birthday. And- but Rachel is in this class with Marco and Jake. And uh, Perkins eats a cricket in front of the kids because he's like, crickets are good for nutrition. How many crickets do you have to eat to get nutritional value? Like, enough nutritional value to keep you going? It depends on your size. If you're, like, a lizard, probably one or two. But if you're a human man, probably all of them. Any any cricket you find, That man is not a lizard. (laughs) This is not Spider-Man 2. The Amazing Spider-Man 1. Well, I meant... um, because I think in all three of the first Spider-Man, don't they hint that Connors the is there coming, and then we never get to him? Yeah, it's just Connors being a a, a background character slash teacher slash named character who doesn't yes. really contribute to the plot that much until three, and even then, it's not that lot that much. 
Anyway. Uh, but uh, Perkins eats a, a single cricket, which causes disgust amongst the children. So much so that one of the children runs out of the room screaming, I'm going to throw up. Yeah. He's holding his mouth. And then Marco laughs at it because this is a stupid thing to have happened. And Rachel's disgusted with him because that could have been one of us. Because Cassie likes to morph crickets and hang out in jars. Look, that could be true. Um, but that's such a stupid thing to have said, Rachel. It, it could have been, sure. But there would have been a lot of circumstance leading up to that point. But whatevs. She looks really mad about it, She though. really does. I, and I don't understand why. I guess it's the end of the day. Marco's throwing on a new jacket. He doesn't yeah, have his orange jacket. jacket. He it's has a purple. purple jacket now. And uh, Perkins walks by, and he's got a, like a gross sweat line under his neck, and he's stumbling. It looks like he maybe did a pound of heroin or something. <laughs> and uh, he stumbles up to an office that's probably his or his classroom. I don't know what's going it on. It seems to be some sort of science office. It's definitely not the same classroom he was in before. Yeah. Uh, Marco sees it happen. He's like, that's what you get for eating crickets. And uh, Perkins collapses in a chair and dials a number. And it turns out he's a controller. I'm still not. To- I'm not sure whose number he died. Is this a, a Yerk number he's calling? I I guess it doesn't make. He calls phone Jeff call. first of all. <laughs> yeah, Jeff five five seven here. I'll take care of things on my end. I'll be in class tomorrow. Yeah. Which none of that means anything unless that is incredibly heavily coded. Um. But then he pulls like the phone cord out and knocks everything off a desk and I guess sleeps there for the evening. I guess that was the Yerk dying in his brain. I get maybe, but yeah, it, it this, didn't make sense. So the the thing in this one is the Yerks are dying in their brains. I guess they're blaming it on a flu, or something. Well, or maybe they, they're that's, just calling it a flu. I think they're just calling it that, but I think it's just because there's not enough Candrona on account of Rachel and Cassie broke the Candrona last time because they made it too hot. Yes, or too cold. I forget what they something. did. Something, but whatever temperature it was, it's the wrong one. I mean, I, I get that the Yerks dying, but would it have that kind of effect on the? The human body, like the sweatiness and the shaking and the... Well, I mean, it's kind of become one with the brain. Perkins, uh, the lights go out and then we get the credits. And when we come back, uh, the kids are at the barn. Oh, no, they're at uh, Cybertron. What the fuck is this called? Siberia. Siberia. Cybertron is where the uh, Transformers are from. Yes. It was also almost a series with uh, one Tommy Oliver from Power Rangers. It ended up being cyber uh, VR Troopers instead. Oh. But the kids are in Siberia, and they're talking about this in a very public place because, of course, they are. And Rachel's like, I thought that maybe Perkins was trying to tell us that he needed help because he's a controller. Why else would we be talking about survival and stuff? Because he's a science teacher, and that's a thing. He definitely seems like one of those guys who, like, brags that he goes out into the wilderness without (laughs) shit. But then, like, some girl wanders into the the Cybertron. Does she wander in, or does she, like... It looks like she's coming from, like, a kitchen or something. You know what? You're right. Those were double doors. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. But she's a freed Yerk, and she's just, instead of being super low-key, is like, the Yerk's out! Freedom! Freedom! It's like, hey, honey, they're gonna be looking for you. Maybe shut up for a bit. I can't believe the Animorphs are, like, chill about it as they are. <laughs> she comes over directly to them and says to them, the Yerk is gone! Freedom! And then none of them... None of them react at all. I mean, which is better than uh, them being like, oh my god, cool. <laughs> or, True. You know. But then some guys looking for this girl come in, and they hatch a little plan, and then it falls apart before it even starts. Because 
uh, Marco's supposed to be the distraction. He's the last to get up, and then two dudes grab the girl by either arm, and they're like, yep, she's our friend. We're going to take her away now. Bye. And then nobody did anything to stop this. Yeah, Jake and Rachel just watch her leave. Yeah. Make no attempt to even be like, oh, hey, she's actually our friend. Where are you taking her? Uh, and then Jake walks into Marco's plate of food, and that's the end of that scene. Womp womp. Uh, we cut over to space or to Victor Trent's estate. I don't know. But V3 is talking to V1 via hologram. So I would assume he's on Earth then since they're not on the same ship. I mean, maybe she had to be somewhere else. It's, right. Uh, it could be a big ship. We didn't really get any sense of scale when we were on it. I, yeah. But uh, Vesser One's just chastising him for sucking at doing things. Uh, and <laughs> and he, he, like, picks up, like, a... Space soda? Like a like a soda can with like a coil around it, tes- and it's a delicious Tesla soda. And as she berates him, he um he crushes it in his big angry Victor Trent hands. <laughs> She's like, I look forward to only forward progress from you. He's like, stop sucking so hard. He's like, I can't. It's hard. She cuts out and he smushes the can, and he yells at the can. Part of the plan was. Axe and Cassie went to go get the barn ready. So when Rachel, Marco, and uh, Jake show up without another girl, they're like, hey, you guys didn't do the plan, huh? We did our part. We moved the llama out, (laughs) I guess. Yeah, she had a whole horse stall to stay in for an indeterminate amount of time. Um, And then they talk about how they're using the media to say that this is some sort of flu and not, you know, aliens dying in people's heads. And we find out that Tom has been sick with this flu. And then they recap the stuff that we said about the Candrona being destroyed. Yeah, in case you missed last week. Uh, apparently, Candrona breaks down, though. I guess. So the Candrona that they didn't destroy is starting to break down from overuse? Sure. So th- I guess they're ferrying people from Earth up to the pool ship for, for Cadrona baths? I guess so. Even though, I mean, what happened to the air pool under the school? Well, they broke the power source. When? In the last episode. No, that was the EGS tower. Yeah, that was the one that powered that one. Was it? Yeah. You don't know that for sure. You're just saying that. No, I'm fairly certain that is the case. I uh, but we cut away and we're, we've got Chapman talking to V3. and <laughs> They're all like, hey, uh, yeah, all these ones that are, everyone's dying, we got to fix that. And they're like, yeah. And <laughs> Victor Trent is just like, or Visitor 3 is just like, what about Tom? You know Tom? <laughs> Tom, not even by his yerk name. Tom, yeah, specifically Tom. Tom. The one they call Tom. <laughs> Who's they? I don't know. Uh, but we established that Tom is very important to the yerks, I guess, for some reason. But he's still yeah. trapped in a teenage body because fuck it. That basketball hoop over his bed. What is he accomplishing with that? It's where he throws his pillows. He's so cool. So, yeah, we cut over to Tom's room, and Mom brought him breakfast in bed, or, I don't know, some meal in bed because he isn't feeling well. How old is Tom? He's like 23. The actor looks like he's <laughs> in his 30s. So, I don't know. But Mom is concerned because he doesn't feel well. And he's got a picture of, like, Marilyn Monroe on his d- nightstand? What the fuck was that? <laughs> uh, but Jake shows up with the Jake shows up with the dog, and they're like, hey... How's it going? And then he ducks into his room with Marco to say, let's abduct my brother and keep him in the woods until the yerk in his brain dies. Which is great, but 
Mark, I mean, yeah, they're they're not. They're, he can't live a regular life. That doesn't yeah. work like that. They know that he was infested. They know that he knows things, and they are going to be looking for him. Uh, also, he lives in your house. Yeah, they're gonna figure it out, y'all. This episode's boring. Yeah, but Tom g- gets dressed and it leaves, and Mom's just like, "Don't do that," and then he does it anyway. I don't think I've ever seen Tom in not a polo shirt in this show. <laughs> it was a different time. So they watch Tom leave, and then he stumbles into a minivan, and Jake yells, Tom, from the window, as this man helps him into a car. This definitely looks like a weird drug deal. Yeah, it looks like he's, like, (laughs) because Tom's all stumbly. It looks as though he's going to be sold into the sex trade. (laughs) Uh, And then Jake runs after the car after them with Marco. He's like, I know everything about the sharing. Yeah, just screaming confidential information. <laughs> I know that you're a yerk. I'm an anamorph. An anamorph is a thing that can morph into my other name things. Is, my, na- my name is my, Jake, your brother. Name, I live in that house. My, name, my last name's Berenson. This is my friend Marco. He also is an anamorph. <laughs> There's also Rachel. She's also an anamorph. Also Cassie. I know you don't know Tobias because none of us do, but he's a hawk now. He, he's usually nearby. And then the car stops for no reason at all that gets explained and then it goes again and then marco's like that was close and in the interim jake motherfucking morphed during the day in the middle of the fucking street with his brother and another controller in a car directly in front of him do you think good choices all around do you think that van stopped because tom was like fuck my chapstick and he he starts he starts patting his pockets and he goes oh never mind it's right here and then that's why they started driving again yes or the other guy was just like don't worry i have several chapsticks here Yes, I think that is the exact situation. Uh, but Jake morphed a dog and, I don't know, followed the scent of the car somewhere. And, uh, like, Tom meets up with Perkins. The, there was a third-party guy who must be a freed controller also. I guess so. I, I guess we don't know that yet. These people are freed controllers. And, Surprise! And uh, Perkins is leading Tom to a shack in the woods, completely non-suspiciously and tom's like um the pickup point for the cadrona is not this far away it's supposed to be on the roof of the mall yeah <laughs> remember how we go to the yurk pool this is nowhere near there you think that other guy was jeff maybe <laughs> must have been could have only have been jeff uh perkins brings him to this this murder shack in the woods and jake pops up as a dog and demorphs because why would you want to just be an inconspicuous dog I mean, be a person that's easily identifiable. I mean, that dog. To both of those people. That dog was pretty conspicuous. <laughs> I guess. Could have rolled around in the dirt. What was that lady who lived in the shack? Is this her shack, you think? Franny. Franny. Do you think this is Franny's shack? It's probably the same one. It's probably not meant to be the it's same one. It's probably just slightly redressed. Yeah. If even. They're shooting it from a different angle. Yeah, it's darker in it. <laughs> uh, but then Perkins the ties sh- into a chair, I guess? The shack budget in this show. <laughs> Higher than most. Uh, And then Tom realizes that he's been duped. And Perkins is just like, yeah, this is going to suck for you. But eventually the thing in your brain is going to die. And then you'll be a person. And you can help us free other people, I guess. And then Marco shows up as a wolf. I didn't, when we watched the first time, I didn't see him show up behind Jake like he did. Yeah, I just heard the morphing Me too. Um, But, uh, yeah. But, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. The scene goes on for a bit longer. Uh, Perkins makes some soup and and gives Tom some chicken soup because he's sick, even though it's the dying yerk that's making him sick. I don't fucking understand. Sky, he's a survivalist. 
He found a chicken on his way here, <laughs> and he made goddamn soup out of it because that's what you do. You find a chicken, you make some soup out of it. You find some berries, you make a pie out of it. That's what being a survivalist is. You could use the berries to season your chicken. This guy, so, who wants berry chick? Who wants berry blast chicken? <laughs> Everyone, it sounds delicious. Ugh. It's uh, cranberries on chicken. Right. Mm. So uh, we cut over the barn. I was thinking like a chicken, like stuff with like blueberry. No. <laughs> Like a Pop-Tart, but, like, the outside's chicken. <laughs> that doesn't sound terrible. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good, but it doesn't sound terrible. So the the boys make their way back to the, the barn, and the, everybody's there for some reason. And Tobias is like, hey, I was going to look for you, but then I didn't, even though I'm a bird and could find you pretty easily. <laughs> I didn't come look for you because no one would open the door so I could fly out. <laughs> I ain't got no thumbs. <laughs> if Axe doesn't open the door, I can't get out. Uh, and then they're like, yeah, Tom's going to get freed by Perkins. And Perkins is, I guess, a freedom fighter of a sort. And then Axe is the killjoy. He's like, hey, uh, none of this is going to play out like he can just go home. We're going to have to put him in hiding or maybe, like, get him out of the state or I whatever. I mean, Axe is super right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, everybody else is just like, yay, we're going to get Tom back. And what about after that? Who gives a fuck about Tom? <laughs> the Yerks do. Visser 3 specifically does. Is he strange. Tom's young lover? Y- yes. Sky, I watch a lot of... Um, Queer Eye? Like, well, yeah, I do, do but that, not that much on account of there's only 16 episodes of it. But <laughs> um, I watch a lot of uh, daytime courtroom television. <laughs> and uh-huh. um, most, it is what it's on most, most of the, of the uh, cases are about wigs. But the second <laughs> most... Um, issue is there's always a, a man who has given a younger man who is his friend um some money and then they they stop being friends and they want the money back and i feel like maybe this is a situation between visitor three and tom um that he is a, he is a uh, you know a younger man who's discovering himself and that older man is taking advantage of him because he has more power and money and we should go on Hot Bench to figure this out. Hot Bench has three judges. It's whoa, it's something. Yes. All of that, yes. The ones about wigs are really good, though. <laughs> <laughs> Always about wigs. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, we can move on. I just but been thinking about wigs a lot. I already. can tell. Uh, so the, the kids are like, well, we've been talking a lot about survival. Let's just get him a sleeping bag and he can live in the woods for an indeterminate amount of time. First of all, they weren't paying attention in class <laughs> on account of he doesn't need a sleeping bag. He said so. Uh, and also, Cassie wasn't in that class. Yeah, she, was, she was in the cricket jar. <laughs> That's right. So uh, we cut over we, uh, to the next day morning. I don't know. Tom's mom is like, hey, Tom, get up for school or whatever. Are you dead? And she opens it up and Tom's not there. Uh, I was I wasn't concerned when I didn't see you come home last night when I thought you were going to. Well, she's got a tough day of lawyer lawyering or whatever shit as she does ahead of her, and then she asks Jake what happened, and he's like, uh, "He went on a camping trip, I guess, and he'll be a brand new man when he comes back." He's on a camping trip, but I think it's school day. <laughs> I don't know. They sure didn't tell us. I mean. Jake I mean, goes to, going school. to school. But who knows how old Tom is? Yeah. Tom has classes at community college. <laughs> He's in his seventh year there. They're going to miss him with that Jiffy Loop, He though. just can't quite make it. What did you say about the Jiffy Loop? <laughs> They're going to miss him at Jiffy Loop. Oh. 
Um, so don't talk down about people who work at the Jiffy Lube Sky. You're better than them. You can't no, change it's, oil. It's fine work. I can too. I've never seen you do it. You've seen me do it many times. I don't think that's true. So uh, we're in Perkins' class again, and Jake comes up to him. He's like, "So, Mr. Perkins, uh, you, uh, where do you go camping?" And Marco's like, "Hey, Jake, stop being such a, a, a you know, you're gonna blow our fucking cover." That also kind of sounded like a, like a an undercover gay thing, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like Jake was asking him out. Yeah, like, like how you, what you, that's what you say to an older man to like meet up somewhere. Like, yeah. where do you go camping? Oh, in the park behind the mall. <laughs> All right, uh, seven o'clock. I'll be camping there, <laughs> and then like you go blow an older man, and he gives you fifty bucks or whatever. I don't understand like weird underground gay culture. I I like the I like the mainstream stuff like Queer Eye that I can't understand. Uh, it doesn't stop you from hypothesizing about it though. Uh, so we you know. uh, we leave the classroom. <laughs> and I'm not good. And Marco and Jake are uh, Marco's chastising Jake for being so uh, uh, thoughtless about this sort of thing. And then we see Tom, who's escaped because it didn't even look like he was tied down in that shack, uh, and. He's heading towards Perkins' room, and then Chapman and two security guards are following him, but not with him. I don't know why they weren't together, but fuck it, whatever. Uh, Tom appears in Perkins' room and, is, and tells him, I escaped, more or less. Yeah. And Perkins is like, oh, bummer. And then Marco and Jake are standing in the stairwell, peering at this. And then I they, guess so. They go battle morph because fuck it. And I would subtlety have, is done. I would have guessed and bet so much money that they were gonna morph lizards. Yes, that is. I guessed cockroach. You guessed lizard. We were both wrong. We were both wrong. Instead, it was lion and wolf. Uh, but two guys grab Perkins, the security dudes, and then they lead him out of the room. But then a tiger pops out, and the Yorks are just like, you know what? Fuck this. Let's let that guy go. Lots of close-ups of the tiger's drooly mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Tom tries to escape, but then there's a wolf, so he decides to not fuck around with Perkins either, and he runs upstairs. Very awkwardly. <laughs> well, he's got slippery shoes on. And I, I mean, I guess And he, he just got scared. out of a shack. Uh, and then Chapman starts talking to the, the tiger. He's like, so, Andalite, when are you going to stop hiding behind, behind your morphs? And then Jake just jumps on on the counter and spooks him, so he falls down. I mean, I know that Chapman's like a person and he's being controlled, but what if you just killed him? Yeah. (laughs) It solves some things, wouldn't it? I mean, not really. There'd just be another one to replace him, but it'd make you feel better and we wouldn't have to have this stupid dialogue. Yeah. So uh, from there, we just cut away to Victor Trent's house and Trent's yelling at Chapman. He basically is just telling them to be better at this, please. He doesn't actually chastise them in the way that V3 in a book would, where he like, would just fucking murder yeah. them. And Tom is, like, berating Chapman. Does Tom outrank Chapman, or is he just I using this as, a, as an opportunity to make his superior look bad so he can get ahead and not be this 23-year-old teenager? Or I think that's it. I don't know. V3 seems to be done with them, but not in a way where he's going to kill or replace them. He's just annoyed. So from there we cut to the woods where Perkins is in the woods reading a map or a book or something. I don't know. It's definitely not a book. It's a scroll. Yeah. It's like you've seen books before, right? That's not a book. It could just be a large floppy book. And Jake just walks up 
as Jake instead of, you know, as a tiger or whatever. Or a lizard. Or a lizard. To talk to him and thank him for, you know, helping, I guess. And then Perkins is just like, hey, thanks for helping me. How did you know any part of that, Perkins? Well, he thanks him because he brought him food and oh, is that? a okay. sleeping bag. Even though he doesn't need it. Right. Because he is all that is man. Well, I mean, why doesn't he join up with Franny and, like, <laughs> they know that Franny's a freed controller. Yeah, Franny's also had a severe psychotic, psychotic breakdown, though. Yeah, but if you can get her on your side, she's capable of anything because she doesn't have our human inhibitions anymore. <laughs> she did try to murder a little girl. Exactly. With fire, if I remember. What do you right. think Franny's doing right now? I, I mean, know, not right now. They... Like she, in real life, she's probably dead. But I mean, like <laughs> in the show, right now. What? She was a pretty old lady. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Plotting, because they showed her menacingly at the end of that one episode. Yeah. But uh, Perkins knows that V three has almost got the disc open, except that's impossible because it's DNA synced, and you can't open it without the DNA. Do you know whose DNA that. opens it? I do. Is it Tobias's? Of course it is. Okay. Because it was Elfengor's DNA, and I guess figured. who Elfengor's kid is? Is it Jake? No. Oh. The bird? <laughs> yep. Spoiler, I guess. That Tobias is a bird? They know. Of course they do. But did we cover it in the show? I'm that sure he's a we bird? talked about it before. No, that he's Elfengor's oh. kid. <laughs> I didn't know if we were still pretending that we didn't know he was a bird. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, Perkins says, good job, Jake. Thanks for stuff. And you I'm best to hope I don't get captured again now that I know your secrets. Stupid well, son of a bitch. He didn't actually say it out loud, but he didn't confirm or deny. And he inferred quite a bit. And then he just disappears into the wilderness. And that is pretty much the end. But then in his voiceover, he says, we risked a lot to save Mr. Perkins, but it paid off. But we still got a lot of fight left. It didn't really pay off. Nothing happened. And it wasn't really that much of a fight. You were a tiger and spooked some dudes and that was it i mean unless he's that voiceover is you know from the at the end of the war and he's telling it back but the way he says we've still got plenty fight fighting left to do it doesn't make it seem like it is (laughs) i don't know dude i'm gonna throw up it's not a great episode uh so jake ah what what was the most turtlerific part of what this episode? What was the most turtlerific part of this episode, Sky? I don't know. What would you say? I can't. Oh, maybe maybe Visitor Three's uh, aluminum can crushing. <laughs> That's pretty good, huh? <laughs> he really did crush that space soda with his weak human hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, I liked. That n- nobody seemed to care that Tom was being abducted into a minivan. <laughs> Jake cared. He yelled Tom at the yeah. window. Yeah, but Mom didn't wasn't upset by Jake yelling anything and didn't go out to investigate after he ran out of the house screaming <laughs> after his brother. Maybe she was. <laughs> maybe she was on the can. <laughs> she went from checking on her son to, <laughs> to taking a dump. Yeah, I mean. You know, okay. you, you don't choose when you got to take a dump. I guess. You only get to decide where it's happening at that point. <laughs> yeah. I get she it. She's like, oh, All thank right. God. Tom's gone. Um, I don't have to watch, watch over him. I to get dump now. <laughs> Maybe he always interrupts her when she's trying yeah. to do her oh, business. Tom's out of the house. I can take a dump. In peace. Uh, what would you say is the <laughs> most likable or effective character? Um, I mean, let's go with... Well, I wasn't going to say Jake and Tom's mom, but now that we talked about our pooping, (laughs) 
<laughs> Mr. Perkins isn't likable, but he does get some stuff done. It's true. He does eat that cricket. He eats a cricket. He uh, he he does a piss poor job of trying to save Tom. Well, I'm gonna go with Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff. Yep. He drove the car. He yep. picked up the kid, and then he did what he, he had to do. He accomplished everything he needed to. That's fair. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Axe because oh yeah, he, he was, was like, a voice of reason. Yeah, he's just like. We still need to hide a whole person until this is over. In a reasonless uh, show, he was the voice of reason for a change. <laughs> Usually that's Cassie's job to point out that we need more plan yeah, than this. She didn't this. do shit. She was barely in it, though. Yeah, that's how you end up not doing shit. That's fair. She she had chores. Listen, I got a scoop on some poo so we look, can hide some people. It's fine. <laughs> look, I had so much horse shit to clean out for this to make suitable for a little girl to live in. And then you didn't even bring her here? That was a woman. I don't think it was a little girl. Whatever. She was uh, probably supposed to be their age. I guess so. They're still not little girls. <laughs> the little girls. They're just tiny women. Uh, Yeah. Do the next part. <laughs> What was your take it on home, Sky? Pop culture palate cleanse for what, this week. What was it? It's uh, I don't remember where we were last time. Is the problem? <laughs> Queer I came back. I think um, before. It, I think we recorded just before it came back out. So Katie and I have been watching that. It's wonderful. It'll change the way you wash your hair because you'll think to yourself, "Would Jonathan approve of this?" Every time you use your shitty shampoo, <laughs> um, and. Uh, I think since the last time we recorded, I watched the first three episodes of season two of The Toys That Made Us, which, I, have you watched any of that yet? No. Uh, the Transformer one's really interesting, and the Lego one's pretty interesting. You mentioned those before. Oh, god damn it. I'd already watched those? Yep. Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're probably still interesting, but... I did read uh, Tony Stark Iron Man. I, I suggested it to Sky in real life. Um, it was pretty fun. I don't really read that many Iron Man comics, but it's by Dan Slott. Did you like his Spider-Man stuff? He wrote Spider-Man for like the last forever years. I don't remember, <laughs> honestly. We, I mean, because the last, uh, it's been okay. I haven't been a big, a huge, I haven't been a huge fan of it, but it hasn't been terrible. Well, this, this, um, it's a steady medium for me. This Iron Man, for a minute at least, he has a he has a Power Rangers robot. <laughs> I believe that's what made made me jump off of Captain America at one point, where uh, a shield helicarrier turned into a Megazord. It's like, uh, I don't think this is like a permanent fixture. I think it, he's fighting Fing Fang Foom, ah, and he needs something big. That's fair. and I saw a Japanese style robot, and I was like, I'm gonna text Sky. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty good. I like that. Uh, I don't think I've read anything else that's new and interesting as far as comics go. Mm. Uh, the new Avengers run is all right. It's Jason Aaron, who's really good at Thor, so I started reading that. Thor's in it. He is an Avenger. He is. Is it the Odin son Thor? Yeah. Jane Foster's done being yeah. Thor. Yes. Or she'll die, or she should have died, but she didn't. But well, that... read it, and you'll find out, won't you? Eh. I think I picked it up, but I haven't read it yet. Well, it's over. He's and then... got his arm again it's gold or something this time uh though? i think so Ooh, uh, I, i'm just picturing the cupboard that is literally all i know so far we we find out more uh, about what's going on i think next week is when his actual comic starts again because you got to keep restarting them right because fuck it until until you hit a milestone number and then you're like oh no it was actually this number the whole time uh, <laughs> the, the iron man one spider-man amazing spider-man 800 looking <laughs> at you uh, Thor 700 did the same thing. Yeah. 
Uh, the Iron Man one that I was just talking about has it says Tony Stark Iron Man number one, but underneath it says Legacy number, and then it's like seven whatever seven oh one or whatever it is. Yeah. Which I mean, if you're gonna keep renumbering them, I kind of like that, so you know where it goes in the sequence. Yeah, it, I imagine that is easier as a new person to come on. Like, oh, I guess I can start here. Yeah, and it'll be a, a a story I can follow, and they'll explain things to me, rather than, oh, this is eight hundred and twelve, huh? Okay, okay, it's a uh, lot to catch up on. I, bet. I guess I'll start at number one. <laughs> but yeah, I like the legacy numbering there as well. I hope they start doing that with X Men, although all of X Men's I think getting a reshuffle soon. Well, so ain't nothing makes sense there either. <laughs> uh, what's your um? Who did who did your cleansing of your pop culture palette, Sky? <laughs> Uh, also comics. Yay! Um, I've been reading the Power Rangers Kyle Higgins uh, run. Is that the Shattered Grid thing? Yeah, Shattered uh, Grid has been pretty rad so I don't, far. I don't know anything about it, um, but... It involves mul- the multiverse and time travel shenanigans. I see the covers for it and like pictures from it, and the covers are really good. Yeah, so uh, uh, two, three years ago was the 25th anniversary, and the Sentai itself... Um, did a, a series where it was the pirate themed series that I can't pronounce where they would travel through the multiverse and meet each ranger team that came before them to find their power to uh, to collate everybody's power to have a legacy battle to were end they, evil for all time or were whatever. Were they plundering their power? Sort of. I think they were. it was given willingly, oh. but more or less that's what the plan was. And this is sort of similar in that... Uh, there's a, an evil alternate universe Tommy who is going from uh, universe to universe and picking up people's morphers and then like taking out their Power Rangers and then adding their power to his own so his costume is constantly changing. Hmm. Uh, so the, uh, the main Mighty Morphin team consisting of the characters we all know and love, except for Tommy, uh, is going around and rounding up any survivors and who still have powers, and they are putting together a uh, a patchwork Power Ranger army to go like, uh, like fight. a who's who of Power Rangers army. More or less, yeah. Um, meanwhile, Tommy, evil Tommy, is putting to, like he has his own army, and he uses the powers that he's collected to give uh, his soldiers power ranger suits and stuff that are slightly different it's just super neat because they're alternate takes on the costumes and the battles are fun well not fun like <laughs> some, some terrible stuff happens is, but it's it's a very interesting story and i'm really enjoying it is kyle higgins um the one who wouldn't insult you via an autograph that is correct i uh sky couldn't make it to the signing where kyle higgins was and i went <laughs> and i was like could you write something really mean <laughs> here uh, and instead and he was like like what? And I was like, literally anything. Just make it really me about Sky. <laughs> and he and he said he wrote on there in uh, the hopes that you find better friends. Yeah, because I'm the worst. <laughs> Good times, but that, yeah, that, that, that's that's really good. And also, BattleBots uh, always is Battle fucking Bots. rad. Um, last night I uh, saw Blaze had this awesome. Uh, fight with a different robot who I forgot the name of because fuck that guy because he went up against Sawblaze. But uh, they f- <laughs> they were able to flip him over on his side and then they brought down the scorpion tail Sawblade and just sawed into his tummy and it was awesome. Uh, Sawblaze is my new favorite, I think. Because he's got fire in a saw. <laughs> I don't have an opinion. <laughs> Plus, I already heard the story. Because you haven't been watching. I you don't, I have, don't a have a channel. I know. We'll we'll do a we'll do a. I'm very excited. We'll do a it's such a good show. Battle bots. It's so dumb, and I love it so so here. much. It's great. 
Uh, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, well, we'll do it again next time. We'll have something different. Or something the same. Probably just it's more BattleBots. Prob- it's probably more of the same. I do love BattleBots, and I don't, like, go out and do things, and I'm, I'll be damned if I'm going to go out and do things just so I have a thing to talk about. I mean, you ate at a carnival, like, an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, I had a corn dog. It yeah, was delicious. and it cleansed your pop culture palate, didn't it? Well, we, we did that before. I suppose everything I do is before we do this, though. Yeah, traditionally. It's <laughs> flushing it out from last week. Uh, and then maybe you'll eat it again later. Yeah, probably. Or I'll die. But now we're going to go look at pants. Woo! So, yeah, that'll do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. Um, we, uh, we, I forgot how I should, wanted to start that sentence in the middle of it. You can follow us at <laughs> Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end uh, on the Twitter. You can email the show at popculturefailure at gmail.com. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. Uh, I'm also on uh, uh, Pokemon Mind and Body. Or it's a RPG of Pokemon. I recently did Fifth Draw Wild with Matt Hoadley and Jake Mason, uh, where we talked about Power Ranger knockoffs, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, heads up, I at the beginning of it, I had taken an unscheduled nap that super fucked me up, so I was kind of super ennui until I woke up, because I woke up at the exact time we were starting recording. So all I could do was slap my microphone together and uh, wait for my brain to catch up with the rest of my body. And it, but it was a fun episode. Uh, also, I was on uh, Christina Woods' podcast, uh, House of Wayward OCs, where I talked about some stuff. It was a good time. You can find me there also. Um, but otherwise, thank you guys very much for following. Scott, you always, listening. you always have so much to plug. So here's what I'm going to plug. Uh, Katie and I are registered at Amazon, <laughs> Target, and, and Bed Bath & Beyond for our wedding uh, just just search Jake Senesak in any of those. You'll be able to find us. <laughs> Use your best judgment. Yeah, instead of a Patreon, we have Jake's uh, registry. <laughs> wedding registry. I was sitting there listening to all your things, and I was like, I gotta say something. You know, you could probably do these podcasts if you want. Eh, who's got the time? You? I don't like doing this one. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, thanks, guys. We will see you next week. Bye. I'm just kidding, Sky. I like it. <laughs> Uh, he slimed me over here. His mouth is just always wet. Um, last night, he was sitting where you are, and I was sitting where he is, and Katie was sitting where I was. Mm-hmm. And they lit off the fireworks right over there, um, and I was holding a beer, and I was <laughs> hugging him, mm-hmm. and the fireworks startled me, and I spilled <laughs> beer all over the dog. It's not the direction I thought that story was going. <laughs>